Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Lawrence. Hello and welcome to episode number 40, the big 4-0 oh, of the Real Flex so Podcast. Old. So old. Very old. But that's okay. That's, uh, we're, it's like fine wine. Just, it, we get better with age, I hope. But, uh, please, 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 please. Because if this is the best it's going to get, then, um, no. We should. What are we going to do for our 100th episode? Uh, kill ourselves on the Oh, end. shit. Okay. <laughs> no, uh, Kool-Aid. I'm into it. I've actually, you know, spoiler alert, since this is a little bit down the road, I'm thinking that's that's probably going to be our top 20 movies of all time episode. Um. So, Josh, okay, Josh, you host a movie podcast, okay? You I... you watch movies. You should be able to say if you like a movie more than the other. Like, here, let's try it out. Yeah. What do you like more, Gremlins or Captain America the Winter Soldier? I haven't seen Gremlins. Jesus Christ. Jesus uh, Christ, Benton. Fucking hell. Um, Les Mis or Alien, Aliens? Aliens. There you go. You're on your way. So just keep doing that until you got your favorite 20. It's easy. <laughs> Mason Merritt here, joined by Josh Needle. Hi. Cody Redfield also joining. Sup, and uh, happy 4th of July week. How'd you guys spend uh, Independence Day? Drinking. Watching Independence Day. We were talking before the show that I think the the Independence Day movie <coughs> is the musical 1776 with William Daniels, the uh, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World. Literally the greatest of all time. The Purge came out this week, didn't it? Yeah. Boy. I almost saw it. I was <laughs> almost thinking about doing a... a double feature after, um, not Swiss Army Man, but what was the movie we saw before that? Um, BFG. Yeah. I was thinking about doing that apparently that movie bombed at the box office bfg did yeah um, that doesn't shock me at all yeah i, I mean it didn't it the fact it was made for 140 million dollars which is a kind of crazy kind of cheap for a uh, well, cgi centered movie too well, you didn't have to pay anybody that much but yeah it's only brought in 33 million so far oh boy my, my favorite thing things were the has spielberg lost his touch think pieces from online journalists <laughs> Like, Steven Spielberg accomplished more in his 20s than you will your entire life. So how Oof. about you just let, lay off the guy? He's still the bait. He's still Say the bait. this to the guy who's going to cure cancer. Literally. Like, <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you, these if, if these online journalists and these film bloggers were, back, were around back in the day, that would be so shocking. That needs to be a film. I mean, that needs to be a Twitter feed of, like, <laughs> movie journalism in the 1970s and 80s. <laughs> what it would be like? Like, hor- did Steven Spielberg secretly direct Poltergeist? Like, that'd be. Uh, that'd They'd be report weird. about. They would report about how they reshot about the first 40 percent of Back to the Future, and everyone would think it was a failure. Exactly. So. Just <laughs> golly. Just uh, it's knee-jerk journalism. That's all it is. Well, I wouldn't even call it journalism because nobody went to journalism school to write that stuff, but. That's neither here nor there. But uh, hi, so how you guys doing? How's your week been? What are you excited about? What are you, what are you looking forward to in the coming months? Wow. Well, I'm just well, we're uh... well. I I realized <laughs> that when we did our like top five favorite of the year, it was pointed out to me by someone that like, hey, that's not the middle of the year. It's once June is over. 
And I was like, shit. Darn it. I don't know how to count, I guess. But, <laughs> but so technically we are at about the halfway point. So that's very exciting. Um, but, uh, yeah. Anything? Like what we're looking forward to the rest yeah, of the year? Yeah, what are you looking forward to? What's, uh, I mean, what's well, there's a little movie called Rogue One coming out that I'm kind of oh, excited yeah. for. Um, About Anna Paquin's character from X-Men. Exactly. It's the prequel to uh, X-Men 1. That Fuck, I lost it. They already made two of those. Three of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, let's see, like, I don't even know what's coming out. Um, just Sausage Party, Suicide Squad. I mean, that's oh, re- coming recently anyway. Suicide but... Squad, oh boy. Oh boy, oh boy. Uh, <laughs> uh, Lights Out, it's coming next week. Uh, yeah, can we talk about that for a quick second? I'm really, ex- I'm really excited. Actually, before we do that, Cody, did you by any chance see the trailer for Bleed for this yet? Bleed for this? Well, we were the Miles Teller movie we talked about last week. Oh no. Okay, never mind then. I forgot uh, to. But you let's. Told me to do that, didn't you? <laughs> no, it's, if you get around to it, no big deal. But no, let's talk for a second about the trailer for Lights Out. Josh, you and I are from very different perspectives on this. I think it looks really cheap and dumb, but you seem to be really like uh, about it. So let I think me it looks your... fantastic. <laughs> but <laughs> all it is, it's like when the lights are off, then the ghost comes. That's it. It's yeah. That's something. Just I have, the lights that's on. Clever. That's interesting. That's clever. Yeah, it is ridiculous. And it's about the it's about the tension and it's about the filmmaking. I don't care if it's, it's not tense when you know the, that it's going to be around when the lights are on. And even at the end yeah. of the trailer, the girl's got double lights and the thing still shows up. It's like no, that's what? ultraviolet. That's different. <laughs> I think. Well, I don't no, know. she's got like a blue light and a flashlight. So I don't know. Yeah, but the other thing about this is it's this is more than anything else. Any any pr- film festival horror movies i'm immediately excited for um this also is already getting great reviews so and it's also got Teresa palmer who i love who? um who is that uh she was in can't love her that much can you Jess? yeah <laughs> well she um, wasn't take me home tonight and yeah, point break so Oh, and of course, uh, Nicholas Sparks adaptation, The Choice. So she's yeah, she obviously was, she was in a the zombie movie. Uh, the, oh, Warm the, Bodies. Yeah. What? Oh boy. She's the main not... character. Yeah. No, I haven't seen it. She's great. Um, I heard that yeah. movie was garbage bullshit. Mm-hmm. It was great. Um, My friend said it was garbage bullshit. I didn't see any reviews from for the it. from the director of Fifty Fifty. I didn't see that. Yeah, that me means neither. nothing to me. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it looks, I think it looks great, so. Okay, I, th- I just think it's kind of silly, but it might be fun. Well, I'm it'll, excited for it. It'll be decent, because, like, I'm, a, I'm horrid out for the year, not horrid. Conjuring killed you. Yeah, horrid. Horror. Horrid. Horrid. Yeah. Uh... Which, Conjuring, I'm good. I don't need anything else this year. Maybe I'll catch it on DVD or Blu-ray or something like that, but, nah, that's, I don't know. It's just, it just seems silly, like, <laughs> lights, just keep the lights on. Get a Jenny. Yeah. What if the lights can't stay on? Yeah. It's well, it's not that hard. Just leave them on. What if and the lights they go out? What if the electricity goes out? Then yeah. go, then leave. Go somewhere else. You don't need and to stay there. What if it follows there. you? What if it's haunting you? You should just go to Alaska during the whenever yeah. it's really bright all the time there. Yeah. Perfect. Just like the like the movie Insomnia. Just do that. Just like Thirty Days of Night, but the opposite. Thirty nights of day. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were correcting the title. I think I was, but now I've forgotten. Completely. Oh, no, it's, can't be. Thirty nights of day makes no sense. 
Well, t- if it if it's a twenty four hour day, then it does. Because then the nighttime is tech. Uh, let's just go. Let's yeah, just let's keep moving. Let's uh, move on, everybody. <laughs> but uh, no, so all about those politics. Yeah. <laughs> no. Um. No. I'm I'm excited. To, I'm excited about some smaller stuff. But like the crown and the jewel is a fantastic beast. Like that's the only. That's what I'm. That was my most anticipated start the year. And it's been a great year so far, so it's really I'm really really excited about that one. It's it's amazing that David Yates has two ginormous movies coming out this year. Like the the guy must not sleep, but um, I've seen so much from Fantastic Beasts and with the new Harry Potter play and scriptbook coming out, I'm just gonna be in the Potter mood. So that's the one I can't wait for. I might actually I'm thinking of going to New York to see that one, like the wow. to uh, the premiere or whatever. And also U uh, two's releasing an album, so. That's fun. What a great year for you. It's 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 an okay year. It's no. We'll see if uh, see if they go back on tour. But all right. Since uh, to my knowledge, Josh, we did not have much of any movie news this week. Correct. Correct. Okay. So we are gonna play a game instead, and it is gonna be a favorite. It's gonna be Guess Who. So the rules of the game is we all I pick a movie for a cup for you two guys, and then Josh, of course, picks one for me, and then with just some general clues. Not some some teasing uh, certain aspects of it. your job is to try to guess which movie it is I'm talking about. I can repeat the questions. You can ask for a little bit more specifics, but it's up to the question asker to as to um, whether or not they can reveal that information. So Josh Needle, you get uh, you're going to be going up first. So your film was released in the 2000s. It is an adaptation of a children's book, and it stars two, at least two, Saturday Night, Saturday Night Live alums. Oh, God. Um, do I get just one guess, or? You can, you can, yeah, ask away, and I'll, if I can, I'll see if I can answer it. Okay, um, can you give me this, oh, no, um. You said it's based on a children's book, right? Yes. What genre is it? What genre of children's book? Yes. Um, I think that's kind of its own it, thing. Yeah. But I guess if you <laughs> okay. if you want me to classify it, it'd be leaning towards fantasy. Okay. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Fantasy. <laughs> fantasy. Not like Lord of the Rings fantasy, just so we're clear, but like a general fantasy. Like Once Upon a Time. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, a little bit. So, I'll repeat those again. So, released in the 2000s, it's based on a children's book, and it stars, at the very minimum, two along <laughs> of, of Saturday Night Live. I have no clue what this is. Well, um, ask me a couple... You can ask a couple more questions. You said 2000s? Like, yeah. 2000 to 2009? Yes. Okay. Um... Is one of the SNL alum Adam Sandler? No. Okay. Good. That narrows it down to very few, less ones. Um, <laughs> let me think. I can't think of anything. Um, Be giving you a 10 count momentarily. Okay. Savage. Oops. 10. 9. Eight, um, seven, uh, 
Six. <sighs> five. Four. Oh, no. Three. Two. Can you final answer after one? Uh, one. Final answer, Josh Needle. Oh, Jesus uh, uh, duh, 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 Just give me a dude. give me a move. Give me a uh, grown ups. I don't know. <laughs> That's based on what children's book is that based that on? Came out I don't like know. 2010, too. I couldn't, like, I couldn't, I couldn't nobody, think of anything. Oh, I don't know. Any guess? No. Throw a guess. Um, can I ask some questions? Yeah, sure. Ask one. You can ask one and another. Ask yeah. one question. Yeah, sure. Because usually one of one of you guys is able to figure it out, or at least one of the person. Tell me, can you tell me one of the SNL alum in it? Uh, Alec Baldwin. Uh, oh, oh, oh! My God, is it I know Cat in the Hat. It's Cat in the Hat. <laughs> I would have guessed that if I. Oh, you could ask. You could ask a question. I didn't think of that. Well, that's okay. awesome. I wasn't well, thinking. I wasn't thinking like picture books. I don't know. Yeah, it's a kid's book. It's a kid's book. Uh, Cody, this this one is a little tricky. Oh boy. So I'm gonna give you some leeway on this because I'm not. This isn't a movie that I know that you've seen, and it doesn't seem like it. I don't, it just at face value, it doesn't seem like a movie that you're gonna be hundred. You'd be hundred percent into. So if uh, so, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So your movie, your movie, it was released within the last five years. Okay. Uh, it stars. One of its main stars was nominated for an Academy Award within the last five years. All right. And it is a psychological thriller. Psychological thriller. Yes. Came out in the last five years? Yes. So between 2011 and today, today, basically. Um. You said one of the people in it was nominated for an Oscar? For lead actress. Can you tell me who the actress is? No, but I can tell you who she lost to. Who did she lose to? I can tell you in just a second. I'm just I'm I'm not I'm mostly sure who it is. I just want to make sure. So this actress lost to Meryl Streep. Um, Sorry, it doesn't really narrow it down too much because everybody's. Said it was a psychological thriller, right? Yes. Huh. What do you think about it, Josh? Are you? Do you have any idea? Do you have an idea? Like a little? Is anything? I can't think of anything. Can you tell me who the director is? Um. No, but I'll give you a hint. <laughs> no, I know, but this is a good hint. No, because. This was supposed to be his last movie. Supposed to be his last movie? Yes. Shit. And it, and so far it has been. But he's gonna he's making a comeback oh, fairly soon. Damn it. That was a really good hint, by the I way. I had an idea who it was. Or what when, the movie was. What what year was it released again? Between oh. twenty ten and uh or within within last five years. So twenty eleven. Oh, what's his name? I know the director you're talking about, and I can't think of his name. Well, don't say it. I know. This isn't a group oh. project. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to call a lifeline, Cody? Can I? How about this? I'll give you multiple choice. Actually, no, wait. No, I can't do that. No, no, never mind. But that's something for the future if you want multiple choice and knock it okay, down. Okay, is it a multi-word title? Yes. Can you give me one of the words? 
Huh. There's only two of them. So, give me one of them. Side. I know what it is. Side? Yes. Fuck. I'm gonna give you a ten count. Ten. You can ask one more question. Um. Five? Actually, that was too fast. Sorry. Fuck. Five. Side. Oh, boy. I don't know. Three, two... One, throw it a guess. It's, I don't know anything that ends inside. I don't know. I have no idea. So you give up? Yeah. Okay. There's, I I didn't. That's. I didn't think that that would be. Uh, that'd be a tricky one. So, uh, Josh, you know what it is? It is side effects. It, you are correct. Oh. You ever heard of that, Cody? <laughs> no, I haven't. Okay, I thought it's Steven Soderbergh, Rooney Mara, who was nominated <laughs> for an Oscar. Uh, Jude Law and Channing Tatum are in it. Catherine Day Jones as well. It's actually a really good, really, really great movie. I thought it was Black Swan for a while. Oh, that was yeah, that would've been a that would've been a good one. <laughs> Swan would have really given it away. If, if, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's cool. All right, so swing and a miss so far. So I don't know, were these tough ones or just did I pick movies that you well, haven't? I've really... never seen that movie. Yeah, that was kind of a shot in the dark. So, <laughs> Josh, I hope you have a tough one for me. So. Let's hear it. All right. Your movie okay. was released in the 1980s. Okay. Is it Star Wars Episode 5? <laughs> no. Uh. No. <laughs> Does not have Star or Wars in the title. Okay. Um, <laughs> this movie is a comedy. Okay. This movie has had a remake made within the last five years. Okay. And remake. Huh. And? Okay. Um, what's one? I don't want to give too much away. Um, this movie stars. Stars? Hmm. Power games. All right. Uh, this movie stars somebody. <laughs> wow. From. It could be anybody. From the Alien franchise. Okay. Uh, okay, so it's a comedy in the 1980s? Yes. Comedy released in the 1980s. Stars somebody from the Alien franchise. So my first thought's Sigourney Weaver, but what comedic things has she done, especially that's been remade? Huh. I don't think... My first thought was Jump Street, but it was a movie in the 80s, correct? Yes. Okay. Uh, there was also that random... Oh no, that's not that's not the not the horror movie. An eighties comedy that's been remade. Okay. Um, Come on. <laughs> I don't. Uh, if it's the movie, I think it is. This is pathetically easy. Shit. Uh, do you, uh, can you give me a hint as to who directed the the remake? I cannot. You can't. So that will give it. Yeah. That will give yeah, it away. Wait a second. Oh my god. Now I absolutely know what movie it is. Oh wow! I don't. Is it just comedy, or is there something added to it? It is mainly comedy. Mainly comedy. Okay. Uh, any other actors in the re- in the remake or the original you could hint at or give me? The actors that starred in this movie had cameos in the remake. Oh, what the fuck? I don't know. I um, they had cameos. I think you're thinking about it too much. Has it come out already? 
yes, certain, sort of. Oh, God. What? Okay. Come on. <laughs> Was... <laughs> oh, my God. I really... Go, this hurts me so much. Is it Ghostbusters? It is Ghostbusters. It hasn't oh. come out? It has. It's been It's been screened, so it has been seen by people. That's... that's what? The re- I said the remake has been made in the last five years. I didn't say it was released. What? That was... <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the worst point I've ever gotten, but okay. Like... I did overthink it. You're right, Cody. <laughs> Gotta listen to the words. I'd, I did. I just didn't... That was a very strange choice, Josh Neal, I have to say. So side effects, Cat in the Hat, and Ghostbusters were the... <laughs> side effects. I thought uh, you'd seen it. I don't know. I, no, you'd seen it. I don't even know. Like If you had told me Steven Soderbergh, I, I would have no idea. Okay. I don't even know who he is. Uh, he's a great... He's the Ocean's Eleven guy. Oh, that means nothing to me. Well, that's the greatest film of all time. So. Oh, really? No, I don't know. But it's <laughs> but it's super fun. And Josh is wrong for hating it. Um, I, didn't, I didn't see it. You hate it. That's not hating. Not seeing it. It means you hate it. Oh shit! Sorry, I hate it. So you y'all are haters. But uh, <laughs> all right. Well, uh, game standings. Game night standings. Seven four four. Uh, with me with seven. You guys with four. So um, I'm just rigged. Yeah. It's not hey. I gave you, I, I gave you cat in the hat. If you can't get that, do that's we not... not get points for guessing each other's movie? Uh, I mean, think about it. We all. That's oh, that is that is true. Guess about half movie. a point. Um, I could deal with that. Yeah, I could probably live with half a point. So, updated. Josh is going to have four and a half. Wrong. Both have four and a half. And then Cody has four and a half. I was getting to you. Don't worry. Seven. But uh, let's move on with tonight's feature conversation. Let's talk about Swiss Army. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> Swiss Army. I can't even say the title. It's making me kind of giggle a bit. But Swiss Army, man. Let's. let's Why let's, is it so funny? I don't know. Because I'm thinking about farting. Okay. So let's move <laughs> on and talk about the movie. Or I'm just hallucinating from starvation. Special. You're special. So, I guess I'm gonna starting off the top. The biggest praise I can give this movie is that I've I haven't seen anything like it ever, ever. So before we like really dive into the movie, so just we're gonna give a base is a basic plot summary and just know we're gonna be getting into spoilers here. So spoiler alert up at the top um, after I give this little thing. So essentially the movie opens on a Paul Dano um, castaway style, stuck on an island. He's about to kill himself, and so it's got, it gets off to a really interesting start. And then he sees a body wash on shore, and the body is that of Daniel Radcliffe, not. The celebrity Daniel Radcliffe, but his character, <laughs> and the the body has special powers involving its its body. Like it can judo chop stuff, it can shoot stuff out of its mouth. Like a, it can fart. Like an AR-15, it can fart to so to to such an extent that it becomes a boat. Uh, <laughs> so cool! Oh my god! And so yeah, it's 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 a bizarre movie so we'll leave it at that and um so spoilers ahead for swiss army man so cody why don't you start us off here some 
first impressions, some general thoughts on Swiss Army Man. I loved this movie. I I had so much fun watching this movie. I was bored at the beginning, but as soon as um, Daniel Radcliffe started talking, I got so into it. I got so into their friendship and just how completely they relied on each other. It was just so good. The mm-hmm. writing was hilarious. The scenes were great. Mary Elizabeth Winstead's in it, so we He's, got that going for easiest it. Easiest paycheck of all time. Her <laughs> <laughs> one line. What the fuck? <laughs> like, same. But yeah, I just I had so much fun with this movie. Josh, you're next. I I don't I don't I don't even know how to like process what i saw um this is one of those movies that i like i need to see it again to actually have a full opinion on but all i know is whatever whatever this movie is it's really beautiful and i enjoyed the hell out of it and the acting is great and it's really really creative and original and one of my favorite things about it is that i actually listened to an interview with the director and he said the reason he want he wanted a scene where a guy rides another guy through the ocean as he farts his way across, <laughs> and he wanted to build the movie around that. That's amazing, and that's my favorite thing ever. And I, I, I this movie is really it's just cool. It's interesting and different, and it's funny, and it's exciting. I don't know if I could say I love it or I really liked it. I don't know where I stand exactly on as a movie. But just has like a viewing experience. This is something else. It's wild. It's awesome. Yeah, I I'm kind of echoing both you guys, uh, Cody. I just like Cody. I really loved it. But uh, also with Josh, I still I saw it a few days ago, and I'm still kind of working on exactly how I feel about it. But it's def I mean, it's definitely a positive side. Like I said at the top, I haven't seen anything like this. This sense of humor is just so kind of off kilter from what what we normally get like i i mean i saw i was watching i was watching tv the other day right before i went to see the movie and i just saw a trailer for mike and dave need wedding dates and that's pretty not not nothing wrong with that comedy it's just a very kind of like typical kind of punchy quippy lines and you know funny setups like getting run over with a four-wheeler and then so then to go see this where it's a more philosophical but also juvenile funny it you know actually I'm thinking about this right now. I think the thing that this reminds me most of is South Park. <laughs> like I lo- like South Park is probably probably my favorite show of all time. So I, I guess so. Those two have a lot in common. Where yeah, they can make the they can make crude jokes about you know very crass and kind of those unsaid sort of social norms, but they can also say something pretty intelligent and introspective yeah, they're, they're five doing minutes it, later. They're doing it to uh, make a point. Yeah. Both both pieces are. Like, both South Park is, they're mostly political and yeah. social commentary. Well, e- even well, then, so- South Park does have moments, they do have these kind of, like, these sort of philosophical moments, I guess. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, it's not, but, you know, South Park is much more farce, farcy, and it's kind mm-hmm. of more uh, sp- sp- a little bit more of satire, but I think Swiss Army Man does work uh, in those same kind of uh, in that same kind of arena where it is it it's got more on its mind than 
showing a guy farting like a farting jet ski pretty much so uh-huh. and i really and i really like that about because like i said i just things like this don't really come around too often and it just speaks to how awesome of a human being daniel radcliffe is that he uses his box office sway and he's still i think he's one of those guys where i'm gonna see his movie i don't really i don't care what it is i'm gonna go see it because he's he's danny radcliffe he's my boy and he's he picks such cool stuff and i'm really glad that he um, he, him, and Paul Dano both chose this project to get behind. I'm and, so glad they did. Yeah, because like th- this movie doesn't work without the two of them, especially Radcliffe, who I thought, st- not that there was much of a show to steal, but he uh, he did it for what it's worth, and um, I just loved it. I really did. So let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's talk a little bit further, just about the performances. I guess we should start. So for the most, for the first 35 minutes or so, this is Paul Dano's movie. Yeah. He's he's the only guy on screen. He's carrying the whole thing. So how did you guys like him as a, as an actor in this? I liked him a lot. I thought he was, he was great. Yeah. He's awesome. He did a great job. <laughs> like, he's straight up me if I were <laughs> ever stranded on an island. So there's, <laughs> you probably, you know, would you kill yourself sooner or a little like, bit later? Because he was out there for a while. He? Yeah, we don't know how long he was there. It depends. Well, I think like the fact that he had a beard and earlier he didn't like on the scenes in the bus he didn't he have did. a beard. Um, I don't know how long it would take <laughs> me to kill myself. It probably wouldn't take very long, but yeah, I don't. Know, I might. I kind of. I might like it, but I. I, d- I could not be a Tom Hanks kind of a situation where I just become uh, super legit just from necessity. I'm not. I'm not smart enough to do that. I would just be crying the whole time, but. <laughs> Um, fair. I don't want to. I don't want to be here. Where's my cat? Uh, Where's my cat? This is but, a lion comes and says, "Hey, yeah, what's up?" <laughs> so, but with Paul Dano, like especially, I think there's just he's such a weird looking guy, but there's just something so relatable to him. Like he's he's like a mishmash of just faces that you know. Just a normal so, guy too. Like he's, he's not, awkward but normal. Yes. Yeah, and it, it's. I mean. The fact that this guy's he started off with the girl next door, like that was kind of his bigger, um, his first thing, which was kind of like this teen romantic comedy. So then, three years later, to do There Will Be Blood, which uh, I was trying so hard to figure out where I saw him. Yeah. Before and then I realized, oh, he's the guy that gave that powerhouse performance. And yeah, like he's also, he's he was also in, uh, prisoners. Is that's true. Really? Yeah, Alex. Actually, uh, uh. In college, at my last school for a project, we did a recreation of that scene, and I played I played Jake Gyllenhaal. My friend played uh, played the kid. I'll send you guys a link. It's actually pretty Which funny. Which scene? <laughs> the oh, the scene in the interrogation room when he like oh Jesus yeah when he like throws him up. I don't know why we chose that. Like other people did the Anchorman song, <laughs> but I did Prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Hell if I know. I don't know. It was it was fun. Uh, I got to play Jake Gyllenhaal, which is good time. Good, <laughs> good stuff. But um, so yeah, let's. I, I another thing I liked was um, the movie didn't really that not much happened, but it not but it definitely felt I definitely felt satisfied because there's really three locations throughout the entire thing. It's the ocean or the, the beach, the forest, and then the house. And we only get the house for a couple of minutes, mm-hmm. but. A majority of the of the movie takes place just when they're kind of dicking around in the forest, and it's just it's the movie's like eighty eight percent like it's ninety percent character stuff, and that just that floored me because yeah. I thought I thought this would be much more jokes like them messing with 
you know, forest animals and people or stuff like that. But it's no, it's just it's just these two guys. They're just those two guys talking, and that's where the comedy comes from. This is such a well written movie. Oh yeah, like that's how people talk to each other. It's just it doesn't seem like you're watching a movie when you're watching. It's just you're watching guys uh hang out and mm-hmm. learn about what a boner is <laughs> stuff like and i have to teach him it was um there was like i got this ai element to it where i, I don't know if i don't exact remember exactly what movie it was but there's some movie out there where um there's a human character like teaching an ai how what it's like to be alive <laughs> if you can if you guys can remember because uh-huh. i sure can't but um it, it had that sense of it where daniel radcliffe's character is like learning things for the first time uh, that he just sort of says these crude things because he thinks that, like, so when you masturbate, you think of your mom? Like, is <laughs> <Yeah>. that, <laughs> and just little things like that, or just like, we're all ugly, dying sacks of shit. Like, that was my favorite line <laughs> ever. I kind of want that on my tombstone. Just, we're all ugly, dying sacks of shit. But, Josh, what what are what are some of your thoughts? I uh, just, uh, yeah, like you guys said, it's really well written. I mean, the dialogue in this is, I mean, it feels, I, I don't know if I'd say real, cause, but, it, but it also kind of is real. But, like, it's very, it's stuff that nobody wants to talk about, mm-hmm. but we all do and think and say, like in our like like when we're just hanging out with friends sometimes. But like, I don't know. It's just like it's it's honest. It's such an honest, real movie. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe not realistic, but it just it has this <laughs> just real like trueness to it, and I, I love that about it. Um, and again, the humor just works so well because it's. It's a, it's a hilarious, it's not just like, oh, it's a drama with some kind, you know, it's, it's a hilarious movie. Like, I was laughing almost nonstop. Um, like, the scenes where he's using him for, like, a like a gun, and he shoots the squirrel. That was so <laughs> funny. Shaves um, his face that, with like, his teeth. <laughs> yeah, like, that whole montage of them or something. Um, I mean, just the, both of the characters, Manny and, uh, I don't remember what Paul Dano's character was named, but, um... They're just the two of them together. Just have this really fascinating relationship, um, and as you, I like how you kind of learn more about Paul Dano's character as you go along. You kind of get we reveal more about like who he was and stuff like that, and the stuff with the girl, um, and I thought all that was really interesting. Level um, ten creeping right there. But... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but I mean, and, it's a Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Yeah, like yeah. Who, who I would do that's the same a, thing. That, that was a that was a that was a nice little twist. I didn't know she was in the movie, so it was a nice little reveal. Yeah. Um, and yeah, would it just, be I, funny? How funny would it be if though if that was actually Mary Elizabeth Winstead? It wasn't a character. It was just like <laughs> just her. this dude obsessed with Mary Elizabeth Winstead. <laughs> that be that might be funny. That'd be funny. Uh, um, one question I do have for you guys, I didn't quite catch, so I'm hoping you did. Is I did? How did Paul Dano end up on that island? I don't remember that. They didn't say. They, they said, yeah. Okay. It never says. Yeah. That yeah. that doesn't bug me though. That really. Yeah, I doesn't. Didn't, I didn't. I was I like, didn't. okay, you're on an island. Yeah. They don't. Yeah. I mean, Let's it's do it. Fine. It's like some. It's it's one of those things. Like sometimes movies kind of like go out of their way to explain certain things that really you don't like. It's not important. So it's like I love that this movie is just like, yeah, we don't it's care. Just, we don't know. You don't need to know either. Let's go. Yeah, this is it's a movie, assholes. Yeah. Just listen. Uh, another great quote: "If you don't know Jurassic Park, you don't know, you don't shit. know shit." Yep, that was a great line. <laughs> That's just little. <laughs> pretty much anything that Daniel Radcliffe says in this movie is brilliant. Like anything that his is written for his character is just so, so perfect. Good. Like it's just it's 
it, it does feel like you're you're learning things for the first time, and he's got he's almost has no filter where it's just whatever. And it you know it really is he doesn't have a filter. He just says what he wants to say, which is very direct, and it kind of makes both it makes both Paul Dano's character and I think for people in the audience it it makes you think about just how why do we do these stupid yeah why don't we always say what we're thinking yeah like just with human interaction because it's just so just it's just, it's a hodgepodge of just stupid rituals and like these you got to follow yeah, rules just, that just say what you mean yeah just like yeah. The, the the whole speech about how why you can't fart in public and i love how he's just like why don't we just what's the point of living then if we can't do any of this stuff exactly it's just so it, was, awesome. it was so deep and i was like <laughs> i wasn't pre- i i wasn't really prepared for that i thought this would just be kind of a silly movie about a dead body, which it totally is, but there's just a lot more going on. This is one of the only movies that makes fart jokes fart jokes funny. Yeah. As well as making them super deep and meaning something. Mm-hmm. And not just having it as a cheap um, cop-out to get yeah. a cheap laugh from 10-year-olds. Yeah, which I don't mind those. But <laughs> uh, what are some other positives you guys want to talk about? Um, also, you know, uh, the music. Oh my God. The soundtrack, soundtrack. to this I, movie. I got the soundtrack and it's awesome. You got, uh, you bought it? Yeah, I, I bought it. Uh, it's okay. It's music. What? That was, no, I'm just, that was my least favorite part. It just, that guy's creating after a while. I just, oh, like, I was, well, I just don't like acapella and anything. Like it reminded me of that pentatonics and I want them all to like die. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. That's that's a personal choice. So that just goes to the fact you loved it. I didn't. Whatever. Yeah. That's just. I, yeah, I loved the music. The music oh, might so actually. Good. The I music may actually be my favorite part of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I just. It, I mean, the music very much like in other big like Star Wars or Spielberg movies like Jaws or something. It's a character. The music like brings so much of this movie to life. It like has its own identity, um, and I loved that about it. And it was just in everything about it, like it just worked so well. Um, it was so, it's so unique and so, I've never heard a musical score like this. Mm-hmm. Like it sounds kind of like you can th- look at this like, Oh, if you hear this, you're like, Oh, that's definitely from like an indie movie, but it's like, but what indie movie? Like, I don't know any other indie movie that specifically sounds like this. Yeah. It's and so the, the really cool. impressive part about it is that that's actually Paul Dano and yeah. Daniel Radcliffe doing it. Yeah. So Cody, you, you're more, you're leaning towards the positive yeah, side. Yeah, I'm with it? Josh on that. Okay. I loved it. I'm not. I'm not saying I hated it or anything. It was my least favorite part, just because I needed to have a least favorite part of the movie, and that just happened to kind of fill that space where <laughs> it just got a little bit. It just got a little bit grating because, like, but like I said, my pentatonics bias is just you know it's showing, but that's okay. It's just not that I wanted because I, I feel like it would have been cheapened to have the do 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 like a piano whatever just to in a in a tender moment where instead it's just there's a zaniness to just these voices singing gibberish and it's just it, you know gobbledygook almost and i it, it definitely worked and i'm glad it was in the movie just that that did great on me a little bit so that's it just what it did to me was it made it seem like i don't know if you guys when you get drunk with your friends <laughs> first thing i do is start singing with them we just, we I, we just yell out songs that we all know. <laughs> it's just what it did to me was it made it seem like these guys because as it went on, you could tell that they were both in there more and more into the soundtrack. It's like this is them becoming friends more, mm-hmm. and I loved it. Okay, hmm. I never thought about it that way. I just sing randomly. I don't even. I don't need. <laughs> I just. 
usually don't stop believing. Join, join the club, but yeah, pretty it's much. if you've never done drunk acapella with your friends, you oh, should get on it. I mean, they do at the at one point, I think. So <laughs> well, yeah, literally. Go for it. Um, yeah. Uh, another thing that I just I I kind of noted was the ending was, was just weird. It it was. And I I didn't know what happened. <laughs> That, yeah. that, that's my the, the beginning and the end of this movie are my least favorite parts of it okay so what let's so talk about just so talk about that so why why did the beginning and end the well? beginning just um went on a bit, bit too long for me before uh, we got daniel radcliffe actually interacting it went on just a tad too long mm-hmm. it's like okay i'd like to see something happen instead of him just being sad okay. like i get it you're stranded on an island that sucks but let's let's do something i came here for a talking dead body <laughs> and then the ending i just i didn't get it okay so uh so just to break down the ending so they they get out of the forest so, so um hank they and happen Manny. to be right near California yeah what a coincidence time. that they end up at the house of the girl uh, okay <laughs> very strange and uh before that it should be noted that uh manny stops talking it seemed he like he dies again if I'm he's if I'm like correct, or yeah. embarrassment or something, I don't even know. Yeah. So um. So they so Hank he loses consciousness, and Manny who he saves him from a bear, and he like regains all of his, uh, uh regains movement of his body, and he they end up like, in the backyard of, uh Mary Elizabeth Weinstead's, uh house. And... It's important to note that throughout the whole movie, right? It's um. You see Paul Dano's character is projecting his obsession for her. I guess obsession or giant crush. I don't know what, what to say. Obsession seems a bit harsh. Yeah. Um, on to uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. yeah. Not, his... saying, not saying like he's he's crushing on Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But he's I guess, projecting yeah, it, I guess I... you could say. Because he, he has a phone where the background is a picture of mary elizabeth weinstead winstead i don't know how to say her fucking name this is what um <laughs> her name uh i'm gonna call her ramona from now on okay so ramona um uh, so from ramona and they never talked before paul dano and ramona in the movie mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so it's and they never do they ever in the they movie have, they exchange like Cause he did most... you build all this and then she asks that and he says yeah Okay. And then it's, I'm pretty sure that's all that they say to each other. Mm. So that that also kind of bugged me that after all of that, he still couldn't talk to her. Or maybe it was the sh- just the shock of being back in real life <laughs> and seeing her. But I don't he know. Had that... Other things he was worried about, though. He realized that his friendship with Manny was more important than his fake crush on a woman he's never talked to. Right. I just thought that that was. I don't know. That was sort of. I thought. I felt that that was the lesson they were trying to talk. They were trying to like you know, imprint on the audience that they just, just speak sort of, your mind. Yeah. Just, if you want to say something, say it because there's, there's no time like the present. So I don't know that, that didn't bug me too much, but it was something that I was like, well, say something. I mean, you went through all this to get to this point, so do it. But I guess he eventually <laughs> did, but it was just for the first part that was frustrating. So, so essentially they just, they roll into Winestead's backyard and her daughter's there who, so Paul Dano's character finds out that she's married and then, the local news is just on the ball, and they somehow end up there, and are able to talk. Well, to she them. calls the cops early. Yeah, I was, maybe they got a the source. In the There's newsroom. a time jump too, probably. Yeah. and so 
Paul Dano's character says that he's Manny and the body's Hank, which that just that would not have worked just in in, in real life. So it was kind of well, yeah. it's a farting corpse movie. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's just, I, I, he's a pretty smart guy, so I think he'd be able to figure that out. But eventually, he does. You know, he his dad he comes and he had a bad clean. relationship with, and he comes clean. And just the moment of seeing Mary Elizabeth Weinstead be shown the phone, I was just so it was it was like office levels of awkward. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It's like oh gosh, oh my god, she's gonna be so freaked out. And um. And they, so they try to take Manny, and you know Paul Dan over here is it's like oh he's gonna nobody's gonna show up to his funeral he's gonna be buried and nobody's gonna come and he's just gonna be forgotten so and then it, then Manny snaps exactly he can't do that yeah so he takes him to the ocean and he just sort of loses his mind and then eventually Manny starts farting again and everybody sees that he's an alive dead guy and... I guess though I don't know if that's what actually happened or is this all in his brain. This whole movie might be in his head. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, like, I'm surprised, honestly, they didn't cut back to him hanging at the end. Yeah. That's what I thought was going to happen. It's up to your interpretation. Yeah, but they don't even hint to any certain That being the case, what I just said. I I was, yeah, I was being, I was fine with it. If this is like, oh, no, this is actually something that happened. But I feel like they they should have just come out and kind of made made us aware that this was actually happening. Because maybe it, it led a little bit too much mind wandering but josh what do you think about the ending uh the ending uh sort it it fell apart and then it saved itself mm-hmm. <laughs> to um for me it was like as soon as they um got to her house was when i was like and then everything from there to the end I was like this is all kind of falling apart and i feel like i'm like I'm like this was awesome until now and it's like it's kind of a little all over the place and it feels kind of sloppily handled together but maybe i think that's also just because it was so different and by different i mean normal um <laughs> than the rest of the movie and it maybe felt a little out of place and i don't know it just it was weird and a little jarring but then it kind of comes full circle at the very end when he when because i was like manny reveals himself and you know he goes he farts his way across the ocean <laughs> um and to me that little that final moment kind of saved that whole third act to me um, uh, the whole entire third act. Where do you think the third act starts? Pretty much the minute they get back to the house. Oh, okay. I was going to say because... So, because I'm not sure where I think the third act starts. Because <laughs> to me, the whole... that the whole Because that seems like a short third act, though. Well, yeah, but I don't know. Um, I don't know how that works, to tell you the truth. It's pretty much the whole finale is what I would consider it. But, um, I don't know. It... it worked sort of but didn't i don't know it's weird again i gotta get full thoughts on this movie but um it's it was bizarre and again it was kind of awkward to just watch some of the stuff play out like everything with him her finding the picture on the phone and you know creeping out and then also i was a little confused because when she's like why were they why were they arresting him I, I was really confused by that. He was insane. He was going nuts. Yeah, that wasn't like a, you broke the law. It's just yeah, it you, was a, we're doing this for your own good. Yeah, we need to calm down here. We okay. need to chill. I did, okay, I was like, I was like, because they, they like showed his. They're like, did you build all this? And then they all looked like scared when he did. And I was like, is is, is it a bad thing that he did? Or yeah, it's um, just weird. <laughs> I'm just confused. Well, um, when you do, I'm I. 
I would imagine that their thought process was like, well, this guy just came out of the woods for however many, after being in there for how, like, probably a couple months. So uh, maybe we should just sort of take him somewhere and get him checked out. And, he, and he's might snap, you know? And another thing, though, is that did they, when they got to that beach at the very end, they go back to the beach. Is that. It looks like the same exact is beach. That the That's same, why. Is that the same beach that they, like, started got at? to? Yeah. So they went. So they took days <laughs> to get across, and then they took minutes to get back. I think you're overthinking this a little bit, but uh, but that's like <laughs> I think that giant... goes back to the him. <laughs> I'm that's that not actually me. happening. That confused me so much. Mm-hmm. Oh. I don't. I was. I I did think about that too in the theater. It's like, oh, are they? But you also have to consider that he was carrying around a dead body throughout the throughout their entire journey. So it's kind of slow. He, he was carrying him throughout the ride down too. Well, he was still well. He was still falling downhill, and so oh, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I that yeah. I thought about that, but I don't think it really hinders my enjoyment of the movie. And maybe it, it might have been a different beach. So, for all I know, because beaches uh, all do look the same. Yeah, especially in California. California. Um. Yeah. Uh. Any other further thoughts on the ending? I. I mean. Do you think it's, it le- that it is the weakest part of the movie to me? But while we were talking about it, it's starting to make more sense, and I'm starting to like it more. And it's still, it's just weird. <laughs> that that that's by far the weirdest part of the movie for me. Mm-hmm. Not the fact that he can cock up Daniel Radcliffe and shoot him like a gun. <laughs> My the judo chop is especially fa- fabulous. Just uh, what? Yeah. Are- he does. He does something else that I'm forgetting. Well, there's the water thing where he just if he, if it rains, he just presses him and he just throws up water. That was that was just a really funny visual of Daniel Radcliffe becoming like a a faucet. Oh my god! Yeah, that was just the just Im- the imagery that this movie has is so just so fascinating. Um, just, uh, so the this movie is directed and written by Daniel Shiner and Daniel Kwan who have done some funnier die stuff, some short films, I think a few things on uh, late night comedy central. So I'm curious to see what they do next cuz I don't think these I don't think these guys are going to be big filmmakers, but I do see them as like a Wes Anderson light kind of a thing where they do they make is pretty good. Well, I think Wes Anderson has at least one great great movie and Grand Budapest by the way. Yeah, So I uh, I think that these guys have a very interesting career ahead of them. And I'm interested to see where it goes. I mean, these, I don't think they're going to be, you know, any kind of anything to watch for like star Wars, but they do have a bit of a Phil Lord, Chris Miller vibe to them where they just are, are a little off kilter and maybe they can look at things from a different angle. So I'm, I'm interested to see what these guys do. What about you guys? I mean, yeah, I mean, again, they're not going to be someone that they're they're never going to do. Well, maybe, well, maybe one day, but, I feel like they're not the type of people that even want to do a blockbuster type of thing or like a Star Wars or anything. Um, I feel like they just want to just do something different every single time. Yeah. And something small like this. That's and that's good. that's cool. I want to see what else they do. Yeah, I'm like going to keep an eye on these guys. Yeah, yeah. me too. But hmm, very interesting. So uh, I want to give a grade to this, you guys. Okay. Okay. So, Cody, get us started. Um. I'm going to say a 9. I concur. I'm giving this a 9 as well. Josh? I don't even know how to, like, <laughs> properly, like, 
enjoyability. I guess the technicality of do one now. We can always retcon it. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just, I'll just agree with you guys and give it a nine too. (laughs) Okay, that's fine. Wow, is this the first time that's ever happened? Nope, Star Wars. Yeah, Star Wars. (laughs) Just Star Wars is always the answer. It's either Star Wars or Batman, where you've had the same or great scores, but good stuff. So uh, Swiss Army Man, I definitely, I would. Who now? Who would you recommend this to? Like, what? Not you, my parents. Nobody that I know. Really? My I friends, feel, maybe. Mm-hmm. A couple, a couple people. Like, I don't know. I feel like you're either gonna love this movie or hate this. There, movie. there were people that were walking out of the Sundance when it premiered at a Sundance or whatever film festival it was. They were like, yeah. I mean, it's more fun. What were they? What were they saying? Oh, oh, no, like walking they, out, walking out. Yeah, oh. walking out, like leaving. I think like they're walking out and saying like, oh, this is okay, no. Like, half the people, half the people loved it. Half the people left. So. I never, I've never gotten that. I've never, I've Why never would left. You, yeah, if you, yeah, if a movie I sucks could, and it's halfway over, I'm, I, I've left. I could never do that. Yeah, I'm not that kind of person. I mean, I, I grew up in the depressions. <laughs> How old are you? I had, mil- I had milk cartons for shoes, so like I really like to get my money's worth. But um, I could buy shoes, but I just don't. That's okay. I just don't do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I think it, this definitely takes you gotta you gotta go into this thing with an open mind. Oh, if you're yeah. expecting uh a, like a Lego Movie or uh, a good comedy, yeah, or like a Twenty One Jump Street, then you're gonna be sorely disappointed. But if you're if you're willing to open yourself up to a new experience and a new kind of sense of humor then i think this is very this would be very enjoyable but uh just gotta just just gotta come into it with an open mind so all right let's move on let's do watching reading listening to for this week so josh why don't you get us started so uh what star wars thing did you watch read listen to i read the han solo comic you son of a bitch (laughs) we actually did oh my god Every time I make that joke, you're always like, "Well, I did watch this," and I was like, "You." Um, yeah, uh, I actually have a couple couple movies I watched. Three I want to talk about. Um, and FYI, the Han Solo comic is awesome, so you should read it. I'm sure. Um, um, the first one I'll talk about is the one that I wanted you wanted to talk to me about. And yes, uh, let's, oh, yeah. let's talk about Hush. So I'll Cody, just, uh, I'll just go over here. <laughs> so Josh, I just wanted I want this. First of all, I just, if you, you were on that episode, so you know my thoughts on it. I really yes. I enjoyed it. So, the only thing I want to ask you is, why did John Gallagher's character Junior, John Cal, John Gallagher Junior's character, got it? Uh, why did he do what he did? Stop. Because he's a psycho. I'm gonna see the movie. Okay. We won't spoil anything. Yeah. Uh, that's the like. I'm not. That's not like it's like. Well, I like this movie, but now I don't. But that just that still bugs me. I did, it bugged me. At There's first, no reason for him to do that, and the it, fact of the matter is, he doesn't have a char- He doesn't have enough of a character for him to, to justify him doing something like that. To me, it's to me, it's very. It bothered me at first, but I kind of just got over it and I bought into it because I thought he was doing a really good job, like okay, acting but, wise. But nobody like that is a pretty big thing to do. Like that is not. It's not like you're buying a new pair of shoes. That's like a major thing. So just like eh. I'll do this. I just he's, could not get over. He's not meant. He's not all there in the head. I know, but like, you we can't know what that's like. I don't know. Like, me. I, I honestly, if they just gave him a guffin of like, if something as simple as this girl, 
the girl had the, the one of the girls texted a picture. They were able to get a picture yeah, of this guy and send it to him. Something as simple as that, and I'd be okay. Fine, great. Do that. Even I if it's something, if just show me a shot of the phone, the girl's phone with a picture of the guy's face, and he sees it, or he knows that it it got out there, and then it's like, okay, well now I got to take care of this. That's fine. That's all I need. That's all I need. But that's still I, just really bugs me. I I much prefer it when you you the less you know about the killer. Which is why I like like Michael Myers so much. He's the reason he exists is just he's evil, and that's just it. Um, and that's... they were kind of going for that with this, except it's just not really any reason at all. Like he's not just he's pure evil, but he's just just seems like he's kind of a psychopath. But they never really address it. Um, uh, I but, just I and, needed something. I, that's all. I don't know. That's um, fine. That's fine. It's still like I, I'd still it's eight and a half. I'm not. I would definitely recommend it to people. I recommended it to you, so I'm glad you enjoyed yeah, it. Thought, what else I did thought, you like about I, it? I thought it was awesome. I thought the act, the acting from uh, the main girl was great. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the directing was really well. It's really intense, really short, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, it's right to the point. Um, and it's kind of a slasher slash home invasion thing. Um, and it's it actually scared me, which those types of horror movies have kind of gone away from doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really, it was, it genuinely had me like on the edge of my seat. I was really scared of it. I, I really, I thought it was awesome. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, I'm really interested to see what else this Mike Flanagan guy has done. So I'm definitely going to watch some of his other movies. Great. What else did you uh, watch this week? Um, two others. Um, the other one I watched is another Netflix only movie, but this is a Netflix original movie. Um, and it's the one that's not starring Adam Sandler. Oh, um, well, not watching. Um, <laughs> no, thanks. <laughs> This movie is called The Fundamentals of Caring, um, and it's incredible. It's amazing. Uh, it stars Paul Rudd. Um, hey, girl. <laughs> um, and then it also has Selena Gomez in it. She's she's good in it. Um, and another, the main uh, kid actor, I don't remember his name, but he's really good. He's, he's British. Um, but it's not, it's very simple story, but it's just like these three characters together, and they're just really great characters, and the acting is fantastic. I don't want to really say much about it. Just watch it because it's on Netflix. Mm. Um, it's, a dramatic, it it's a dramatic comedy. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, it's This is a really, really fantastic movie. It's heartwarming. It's really, really funny. Um, it's not like funny, like again, like we were talking about. It's not like a typical comedy. It's like it just comes naturally from the characters and their exchanges. Um, and the relationships are just so beautifully done. Um so yeah, it's, it, this is a really fantastic movie. I loved it. I, I think it was a uh, film festival winner, was something like that. Um, yeah. But it's 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 really great. I loved it. Um, Why is that, Selena Gomez trying to act though? She's great. She's awesome in it. No, but like, she sucks. No, she doesn't. She's her great. Mu- her music sucks. I like her music. She's fine. Mm, okay. Um, Gross. But then the other. Oh come on. Um, <laughs> the final movie I watched is a movie I watched last night. Um, this is a movie that I've not seen in, I want to say over 10 years. Um, this is a childhood favorite of mine. Hopefully, maybe it's one of, one of the yours. suspense is killing me, Josh. Come on. <laughs> Schindler's list. It's Schindler's list. <laughs> it's no, American uh, history X. So. This is a talking animal movie. Um, Emperor's new groove. No, this is a movie called homeward bound. Oh yeah. I know it. I've seen yeah. it and I love it. Also, yeah. uh, I saw it last night for the first time in a long time, and I remember liking it. But I was kind of just watching it. I was like, I wonder if this will hold up. I wonder if this is actually a great movie. Or it's just like a movie I liked as a kid, and I was not prepared for the 
emotional roller coaster that I was taken on, and I teared up like seven times. And this movie, seriously, um, this movie is so much better than I actually thought it would be. Like, hmm. it's amazing. Like, it's it feels very '90s, but it also feels kind of timeless. Um, the voice acting is awesome. Michael J. Fox and Sally Field are in this, and I never knew that. And that's amazing. Really? Yes, uh, they're the two. They're the the bulldog and the cat. Oh wow! Yeah. Um and what yeah, about the other dog? Uh, I don't. Dogs? I don't. Yeah, there was a yeah, Golden Retriever. Don Amici. I don't yeah, really I don't, know this guy. I don't, I don't know who he is, but he was he was awesome too. I'll look him um, up. But yeah, every, this movie is so like I think it's I can almost say it's underrated because it's I don't ever hear people talking about this when talking about Disney classics, and I would consider this a Disney classic after revisiting it you know, over a decade later. Um, but yeah, I, I thought this was really great. Kind of tore me up multiple times. Um, and the, the music is great. The, the, I mean, the animal actors are awesome. If that's weird, as silly as that sounds. Um, but yeah, it's awesome. Uh, I, I, it's amazing. I love animals. It's cool. The director of this directed a couple episodes of the Star Wars The Clone Wars. Nice. Hmm. Very nice. And Twin Peaks, apparently. He's involved with Twin Peaks. And he edited Return of the Jedi. There you go. Oh, nice. What is up with this guy's career? <laughs> Honestly. Oh, he made Halloween Town. What a badass. Halloween Town's <laughs> awesome. Uh, wow, it's cool. I, I, did, I do remember watching. I watched that movie quite a bit as a little kid, so uh, I don't think I'm... To, if it's sad, I don't really want to revisit it's it. Not, but it's not. Well, it has sad parts. But if I see ending, it on TV, I'll give it a shot. Anybody die? Any of the main animals? Mm-hmm. You will have to watch it and find out. They're intense. Scientist, son of a bitch. Intense <laughs> moments. Cody, what's it? What about you? Um, I watched an entire season of a Netflix show called Love, hmm. starring Paul Rust. I think his name is, and. Gillian Jacobs. It's amazing. It's uh, created by Judd Apatow and written by him. And it's just, it's a very good show. I had lots of fun watching it. I'm enjoying it. What's it about? Just these two people who are in chronic relationshipers, I guess you could say. They're always in a relationship. They're single for the first time in a long time, and they meet each other. And they start a relationship and things get fucked up. It's just, it's weird. Hmm. Mainly because just Google a picture of Paul Rust right now. I have expectations. Oh, what a cutie pie. Okay. So you got him. I like now, his hair. Now Google a picture of Gillian Jacobs. Oh, I know her from community. So imagine her going for him. Okay, I, don't see I, I feel it. like I get that. that. That's um, So, the suspension of disbelief is kind of off there. <laughs> I don't know. He's he's handsome enough. I mean, he's like a handsome, nerdy kind of thing. So I can he's buy that. He's a goofy guy. I don't know. It's, it's really good. Hmm. I, I, I really enjoyed it. It's very well written. Gillian Jacobs is very pretty. Oh, yes. All of the girls on that show are very pretty. Hmm. It sounds interesting. I might, I might check that one out. I would. So, as for myself, I have been on... A tear to start this month. I've decided that I'm gonna I'm gonna wa- rewatch one movie all month. Everything else is gonna be a brand new watch. So here's what I got so far. Uh, I started off July 3rd, seeing watching Adventures of Tintin, 
which I absolutely adored. It, nice. One of my favorite Spielberg movies, top five, I think. Is that your rewatch, or is that one? That's the new ones? one. Well, my rewatch is going to be Dark Knight, because it's of course. 8 July 18th is the eight-year anniversary. Oh. So uh, I've been meaning to get around to that, so now I've got a set date. I'm just going to build up to it. It'll be super fun. Get your pajamas. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so Avengers of Tintin, I thought it was extremely fun. Daniel Craig was great. The Just the adventure aspect. I love adventure movies. Just adventure, his, historical adventures, just even if this one's kind of made up, which I don't really, it, that's fine if it is, but like a National Treasure, Indiana Jones, Tintin, like those are, I love those kind of movies, and I'm glad I was able to rediscover this one. I absolutely adored it. Um, I also watched, uh, I got some, I'm trying to dig into Wes Anderson, so I watched Rushmore. Uh, I was a little let down, but just because I don't, I'm not quite, didn't really know what to expect, and what I got was sort of, uh, just something was a little off with it, so I didn't quite get it, but I'm going to, I'll give it another shot at some point, just once I kind of have an idea of what to expect. But I did, I liked it. Schwartzman was, gave such a, a big performance like if you if you've seen the movie he's like he's playing 20 different parts of him none of which should mesh together but he pulls it off which is really impressive and it's got a very interesting sense of humor so i'll is definitely... he friends with wes anderson i feel like they're in a lot of movies yeah they he's do a in, lot of movies together he's in all of his movies he was basically cast out just he was an unknown cast for this movie and ever since wes anderson is just like you're mine we're gonna do everything together. No, so. no, it's weird. I um, I, I like watched the movie. I watched the movie with Schwarzman in it last night. Oh, really? What? what? I watched most of uh, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World last night at work. <laughs> nice. I love that movie. So good. Uh, I also watched Fantastic Mr. Fox, which has one of my favorite scores of all time. I love it. It's got. It's just. If you've seen the movie, you know it's kind of. It's a little, it's like indie, but it's very, you know, uplifting and poppy and fast and fun. And I just, I love listening to that. It was, Isn't it was George such a Clooney in that. He was, he was the main voice. He was awesome. He was a, he was a little fox. And yeah, I also, that's a Wes Anderson movie too. Come on. Yeah, yeah. And then another Wes Anderson movie. I watched the Royal Tenenbaums. My God, dude. Yeah, well, I, I want to get into the guy. And I've seen, I love Grand Budapest. So I want to, I feel like I should go back and watch some more stuff. So. I've only got uh, Life Aquatic left, so I'm excited to check that one out. But uh, Royal Tenenbaums, I was pretty good. I don't, it, it's sort of stuck in the middle. I do like some stuff more, but it's a, as it stands, it's a very good movie. It's, <laughs> I think it's one that's going to get a lot better the more I watch it. So, um, Wes Anderson works with Bill Murray a lot too. It looks like. Yeah, Bill Murray loves him. Bill Murray did. He pretty much did uh, Rush. He did Ru- Rushmore for free because he he was loved- he in Budapest too. Yep, for a bit part. But I hope I hope um, Wes Anderson's next movie. It's gonna be about dogs, apparently. I hope Bill Murray's the main the main uh, voice actor. That'd be great. And then to uh, then yesterday I double featured the American President with Michael Douglas. So uh, off a of Sorkin script, and I love that too. Oh boy! Just uh, I can't get enough of Aaron Sorkin. And then to cap it off, broadcast news. Have either you guys heard of this? No. no. Well, it's an Albert Brooks movie. It's about it's it's sort of about the broadcast news industry but it's it's more of a character piece about these three people and i really i did i really did love it i don't i don't know if it's like immediate okay well that's gonna be in my top whatever of all time but i think it could it could probably get there the more i watch it and the more i can appreciate it so um i really had a really great time with that so that's my week of movies i'm gonna i got a lot more to go gonna get to the shining soon so that's gonna be 
and uh, a lot of other really interesting stuff. So keep. Wait, you didn't go on a Kubrick kick. Uh, Wait, you I haven't want... seen The Shining? No. Oh my god. You haven't seen plenty of things, so yeah, don't. You, you should do. You should do a Kubrick week. Yeah, I don't. Watch um that. You've seen two thousand one, right? Yeah. Um, how about Clockwork Orange? Uh, I don't. I really don't want to see that. Why? Well, you're going to. It's so good. Well, you got. I didn't make this decision. You guys are. You're you should do more. it. I'm I... saying, why? What? What do you have against that? Malcolm McDowell's best performance by far. Oh, it just creeps me out. That's the point. Okay, all right. Maybe I'll think about it. But uh, <laughs> not maybe Eyes Wide Shut. I, I've seen Full Metal Jacket in 2001. So two down, about five to go. Man, you got um. Doctor Strange Love. I need to watch that. Oh yeah, I actually do want to see that. So I don't know. I don't know. Kubrick's not really my guy, but I'll give it a shot. So it's not, since I'm doing, I'm going back to history class. But no, it's just the the fact of the matter is I was talking about this with Josh before the show. Back in my like when I first started getting into movies, I would do, I would just do, I would go and buy some cheap DVDs and I would just hang out and I'd watch them and I, you know, burn through movies. And I want to get back to that. I want to watch more new stuff and get surprised with new more stuff. So I'm going back into the archives and I'm checking some stuff out. And uh, so this is sort of my this July is my ed- month of education before school starts. You I suppose. Mister Disposable Income. Well, I, I I game plan. That's all. I'm I'm very good. <laughs> I'm very good at managing things. So I, I do that in October with horror movies. <sighs> Gross. Nice horror movies. Horror movies stink. They're Whoa! Fun. No, they're 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 good. They're good. Aliens spy good. Movies, spy movies are just aliens ugh. is amazing. Yeah, Kingsman is awful. I agree. Anyways, Whoa, um, buddy, come on. I would no. I was realizing the other day that that, that should have been my town hall, Josh. My or my open forum. I don't know. I keep saying town hall, but the, the thing that bugs me about Matthew Vaughn is that he is everything he does is an adaptation. Like, does does he have any so? original thoughts in his mind? He doesn't. Directors aren't the aren't. They're to create ideas. They're the ones to direct ideas. Chris Nolan does. Yeah, he's also adapted three of them. Yeah, but but he still does. I I just I think if you're a director, then tell tell your own story. You don't need somebody else's. You don't need to. I I just that just bugs me when when somebody all they do is a comic adaptation or or an adaptation of something. It's like no, let's what's in what's in your own head. But I mean, there's got to be some things that he's like the shots. That's in his own head. Yeah, those but like I want those weren't from the comic book. But the but the bare bones is the story, and it's like I don't I don't know. I don't. It bugs me when filmmakers just do. It just they don't really stretch about, their creative. What about layer cake? That's adapted. Is it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It all is, unfortunately. But I don't know. Spielberg doesn't do that too often either. So, whatever. It's just something. Star- like oh, oh, Stardust. Stardust is adapted. Is it? Damn it! All right. Well, <laughs> hold on. Let's check. Yeah, all of it. Like I said, I looked at this because I thought about it the other day, and everything he does, he's done is adapted from something. Well, it doesn't. Oh, is it the 1998 fantasy novel by Neil Gaiman? Is yeah. that what it's adapted by? Exactly. Even then, it's like from. I don't it's know. It's still, just it's still an original movie. Okay, but okay, fine. But adapt, direct somebody else's script for once. Direct like a spec script, like you know, Scorsese does that. Even he he directs. What random. about uh, X Men First Class? Yeah, that's based off X Men. That's based off X Men, but there's no. That's an original script. Yeah, no, but no, I'm talking about like a an original a script for an original movie. I don't know, like I like the I like the auteur directors like Jeff Nichols or Nolan every now and again that yeah, but, do their own stuff, and I, I just it just bugs me when someone like Matthew Vaughn, who I know can 
he he's even if some of his movies rub me the wrong way, he is a very good director. Like he knows how to make a movie look good. So why why take the easy way out and go with a comic book adaptation or something like that? Just like, just it? do your own thing. I don't think it, he is doing his own. And thing. he's a he's guy. His his stamp on it. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I, it's, I, um, he's not putting as I I think no. I'm, I'm saying I think he's really talented. I just don't think he's showcasing it very well by just doing. I've got to say something. Yeah, um, go ahead. There is a comic series called X Men First Class. I apologize. Okay, there you go. I was wrong. Yeah, uh, but that's that's pretty much name only. Well, it's it's a it's sort of a similar concept, but the, just the characters are, have already. Been. Okay. Um, the 2011 X Men First Class acts as a prequel to the X Men film trilogy, though it shares the same title as the comic series. The plots share almost no resemblance. Okay. There we go. But I, like, I want to see him do do a movie that's some I don't know. Put his name behind something. Some 25 year old kid sold a spec script to Warner Brothers, and they said, "Here, let's give it to Matt." And let's make this thing that's brand like not obviously it's not gonna be brand new, but it's not based off anything and it's its own thing. I want to see him do that because I think he's he's more than talented enough to do something great that doesn't isn't based off a book or a comic book. And it just it just bums me out that he hasn't. I think he's I think he's better than just doing adaptations for the rest of his life. I don't but know if that's what he wants to do. Then that's what he wants to do. They're well done. Yeah. So you're but, talking only movies he's directed, right? Yeah. Yeah, because he's produced random stuff. Uh, throughout, so he well he produced Fantastic Four. So. Yeah, and I'm, I was like thinking, I saw <laughs> I, I was on his Wikipedia Eagle. page. Yeah. I'm on his like, Wikipedia page, and he did all of the old Guy Ritchie movies too. So I was yeah. like, oh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels isn't based on a book. Yeah, and he's gonna be directing. It looks like after Kingsman Two, he's gonna be doing a Flash Gordon adaptation. It's like, come on, come on, guy. I want to see something new. I want to see something fresh. And if you got a name, especially today when directors. You know, it's the property, not the director. But I think he's a director who does have a name behind him that people know. Matthew the thing, Vaughn. The, re- the reason his people like his movies is because it's his. It's not, like nobody would have. Kickass was great because of his vision. So same with Kingsman. Well, no, but his visions, like okay, so just because, so let's say that, let's say that you make a make a plate of brownies, and then I make a plate of brownies, but I add chocolate chips in them. I didn't make it, I didn't make anything new. I just kind of added on to something that already better. existed. Yeah, I made it a little I, bit better. I think those are those are that's a different analogy. I mean, he's re, he's reconstructing it from scratch in his own way. Oh, well, it's not from scratch though, because everything is already there. Yeah, but he's taking the concept, he's taking the story, I don't and know, he's Co- reinterpreting it his own way. Cody, what do you, where do you stand in this? Where do I stand? I mean, I think. The movies he makes would not be nearly as good if he didn't make them. Mm-hmm. So I I think he brings his own vision to these movies just because he doesn't have a hand in writing them or is in the writer's room or write what do you know what I mean? Yeah, has something to do in the writing process doesn't mean that he's not bringing his own thing to these movies and making them his own. Because mm. I'm saying like say oh boy who, who's a who's a director. Let's uh, say Gareth Edwards. Gareth Edwards got his hands on Kick Ass instead of Matthew Vaughn. I, th- I think it would be just as good. I I don't. I think that mm-hmm. Kick Ass not- lend, it- lends itself to its own certain type of comedy. And I don't think Gareth Edwards could pick up on that. But then again, the only movie I've seen of his is Godzilla. Yeah. And he does not know how to make a monster movie. <laughs> and I hate him right now until Star Wars is good. True. 
So, so Josh, if would you rather his next five movies just be adaptations of books and comics, or do you would you would you want him to do something that's not based off of anything and is somewhat not obviously not original because nothing's really one hundred percent original, but is not is isn't based off of any previous material, or do you want him to stay doing comic book stuff and adaptation I mean, stuff? I mean, it's a cheat answer, but I mean, I want him to make good movies. Well, pick I mean, one. I, I do, it doesn't matter. I mean, it, the, the movies he's made are still original. Well, yeah, let's just say if he, I'm, I'm sure if he wrote a movie, it'd be good. Kingsman is pretty. I don't. That's my. Yeah, that's not really that original. It's, yeah, it's, it's a it's satire. A, there's, there's no. Yeah. There's no. There's no movie like. There's no. There's Kingsman about. Movie. There's 24 movies like Kingsman. <laughs> I would. They're Yo, they're Bond. so significantly different than James Bond movies. Yeah, but they're like riding off the coattails, and they're sort well, of. I don't know. I just I was just thinking about that earlier, and I was like, well, why isn't he doing something, you know, not tied to anything? Just do do something. You could be you could be great, Matthew Vaughn. He is great. Well, I don't think he's made bad movies. And I, like, I'm trying to think of the movies he's directed of the ones I've seen. Yeah. Layer Cake, Stardust, Kick Ass, X Men: First Class, Kingsman, and then Kingsman. So too. he's made great movies. I, I've never seen Stardust or Layer Cake. I can't Layer speak Cake. Those. Layer Cake is a, is excellent. What about Stardust? Uh, I think I've seen that, but I don't really remember. If so, I mean, so, this guy out. obviously found his niche. Let him. I know, but if if somebody also, but he does write. Look here on his Wikipedia page. He wrote this movie called The Debt. Um, let's see how it was received. The Debt. Yeah. Yeah, that's a that's a great movie. And it's, it's okay. based on Ha Hove by Asaf Bernstein and Ido Rosenblum. See, so he can adapt things. I don't know. And it, it just in a day in a, in a day and age where so much is an adapted material, I just I like it when the people that can afford to do something do something. And he's one of those people. But that's just my that's just my two cents. But all right, any uh, any further thoughts on this episode before we sign off, guys? That went a lot farther than I thought it was going to. Josh? <laughs> Josh? Uh, movies that have... I, I don't know where I was going with this. No. <laughs> no Watch no, Star okay. Wars. There we go. Watch yeah. Star Wars. All right. Well, until next week. Uh, what are we... Oh, oh boy. Ghostbusters next oh, week. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. I Most forgot that that was happening. But, but more importantly, we get the Rogue One trailer next week. Yeah, that'll be a saving grace for yeah. sure. Is it? It's a Star Wars celebration next week. Yep, it premieres on Friday. Oh, okay, cool, awesome. I don't work on Fridays. Yay! So uh, yeah, Ghostbusters are next week, and you can expect a full breakdown of this uh, Rogue One trailer. Are what are we? Are you we expecting anything? Are we? Are we? Are there any rumors of what we, we might see? Darth Vader. <laughs> you really think it's gonna be Darth Vader? Yes. I don't think it'll be that. I will be shocked if he's not in it. I think we'll get like a lightsaber and then like maybe his cape moving around, but I don't think they're going to show him, show him. But they might, because that might be the selling point. Like, see Darth Vader back on the screen. I don't know. 
If, if he does end up fighting on the beach, I just hope there's something lying about sand. That's my hope. But <laughs> I hate sand and he someone's face right in it. She curb stops him. <laughs> curb sand stops. It's just literally impossible. To literally see. impossible. Unless you unless you take a fire to it and make it glass. But so, yeah, next, so next week, so so we'll do a full re. Well, we should be able to do a full recap on Celebration and the Rogue One trailer. Talk about Ghostbusters. So that'll be an interesting conversation. And then uh, we got some more franchise stuff. Star Trek Beyond, Jason Bourne coming as well, and then Suicide Squad and Sausage Party, and it's a whole busy next few months as the summer be begins. To, as the summer begins to wind down. But until next time, you can follow us at underscore Riflex on Twitter. Send us an email at RiflexPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, leave us an iTunes view. Tell us what you think about Matthew Vaughn. Is he a gun for hire, or is he one of cinema's premier minds? Jesus Let us know. <laughs> but until next both? well I don't know. He's, he's you can't like, be both he seems like a gun fryer to me I don't know but uh, until next time guys take it easy you don't know Jurassic Park you don't know shit yeah <laughs> bye <laughs>